Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Hope uh, everything's going well. Well, this could be an interesting week from what I understand. Mm-hmm. A lot of things in the air, but... Um, you you know, know, I got a, I got a little update here, and it's something that uh, you want to keep your eyes open for. It may be nothing. It may mean nothing. It probably does mean nothing, but then again... On the uh, remote uh, possibility that there may be some truth to this, we told you first. <laughs> but yeah. do you remember the Brunson case? Yeah, the, that was all to do. Wasn't that right around Christmas or before? It, it, yeah, it was, Bill. And um, it was supposed to be, uh, it was a case that was brought by the Brunson brothers uh, to, um, I guess they were musicians, but they were also uh, into the whole possibility that the election was not legitimate and they brought a case uh, and essentially in their case they said look at us as uh, representatives of us you were required to do certain things that you didn't do okay I mean legally you should have challenged certain things that you didn't challenge and right. you, you broke your oath to defend the constitution I mean, essentially, that's it. And I mean, I'm really simplifying it, but it was, I think, turned down at least two times by the Supreme Court. Well, they kept, they were persistent people. They presented it again, and it got really, really, really wow. quiet. I mean, nobody yeah, now, was talking about it. You got to understand just because you take something to the Supreme Court doesn't mean it's going to be heard right. at all. And the fact that it got looked at was amazing in and of itself. So yeah. they don't they don't follow the, up on it. You just keep going. The thing about this, you, though, is that it was supposedly solicited by one of the justices. They wanted him to keep resubmitting it. This is and they the were giving them how, telling him how to submit it. Yes. So okay, so it disappears. Here it is. Now we're into June, almost July. And this story came out yesterday, and it says, um, on a Japanese website, in Japanese, a news story came out yesterday. Here's the translation of that Japanese. It says, and I think the website was either a Jap Twitter Japanese or something. It was a reputable website. It said, All right. the Supreme Court Brunson trial is over. 385 Democrats in Congress, Democratic side of judiciary, uh, other tops convicted and found guilty. Are they waiting for Monday or Friday before the 4th of July? And then it's a big, it's a question mark, right? Then it goes over in another panel. It says zero updates available on all search engines for the Brunson SCOTUS case. And okay. are non-existent for the last 48 hours. So I thought, oh, that's ridiculous. You just type in the word Brunson case, right? Brunson. Come up. Well, I did it. Nothing. It's been there removed. Was lot, there was a lot of history on it, and it's yeah. been in the past 48 hours. Now, the, the question that I would have, does the, okay, if the Supreme Court had uh, a secret session, they've done that, uh, do they have the power to convict or do they have the power to, you know, just well, you know, I, rule in favor of the case? Well, if they rule in favor of this case, from what I understand, what they're saying is that the representatives who didn't fulfill their obligation 
have to be removed. They're illegitimate. They violated their oath and have to be removed. Now, right. I would think that if that's the ruling from the Supreme Court, first of all, all hell is going to break loose. You know that. I mean, uh, the Congress is not going to, it's going to cause a, uh, a real rift in our government. You're going to have the judiciary branch challenging the legislative branch, and they're going to say, you don't have any authority over us. We, we decided to do this, and you can't say that what we did was wrong. And the judiciary is going to say, no, no, it came before us, and this is our ruling. And because of our position in government, you have to abide by our verdict. You know? Mm -hmm. So um, it's, if, if that were to be the case, all we're pointing out here is that we suggest that you pay attention. Um, it may be nothing. But then that's again. true. It it could be a ruse too by the uh, by the left. That's that right. They're, they're taking it because what is coming up? Because the Fourth of July is on a Tuesday. I, I remember because mm -hmm. uh, I had weekend plans that uh, you know that talked about a year ago. They got thrown away. But it's a long weekend getting to the point. And with that being the case, weekends are the preferred Democratic uh, week uh, times of the week to uh, launch their stink bombs. And they do it all the time. Now, it would be a good time for, you know, a conservative counterattack to finally, you know, do something. I would hope that, you know, it was true. But then again, uh, you know me, uh, I'm sitting there going, it yeah, usually, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't usually work the way you want it to or That's like true. to see it. Yeah. It but, sounds like you're from the show me state, Missouri. Show no, me. Not. Yeah, I know, but I actually I'm from California. Now <laughs> you would think true. that I would be you would think that I would be liberal. Hey, man. But actually California you have a flower in your hair, man. You're from yeah, California. Yeah, man, because I've been the same. What hair? What are you talking? No. Um but you know, California, even when I grew up, I always thought it was more conservative, even though Democrats rule, but uh, what was it? Uh, I'm trying to think I think they, you had a, a Governor Brown. You had uh, Ronald Reagan as a governor. Uh, a, a, there was a conservative, uh, real conservative element in California. Some people say it's still there, but uh, what's happened is the cities have been overrun by the left, and they have all the weight. And that's why they want to break California into four different states. You know that, so... Yeah, well, it's all part of their redistricting. And, yeah, if they break it into four states, you've got conservative states up north, uh, even in, in uh, the central. Uh, you know, there's the, – and, you know, Democrats have always counted on the, uh, on the black population. And there's a lot of people in the black population that are conservative, more conservative than they want to believe uh, you know they you know they they see right through what's going on. What do you think will and happen if this Brunson case goes uh, the way a lot of people hope it goes? You know, if they come out with a verdict like that that calls for the removal of mm -hmm. of literally most of our legislature, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, well, I think all hell's going to break loose, but I think it's going to be a, a mudslinging match because I think the the Democrats will. You know, they're they're trying to do everything they can right now. They're trying so hard to make Trump a spy. You got Jen Psaki that was... I was just going to say know. that. It's just gonna, he, we're on the same page there, pal. You know, she is uh, she's saying that Trump may have uh, taken the, the classified secret documents you see there so that she could, he could take them and give them to uh, foreign dictators. That's what, that's well, what she's know, saying. Well, you know, if Jen Psaki said it, you know, she's misreliable. 
Boom. Yeah. Hey, but you know, the thing is, um, is something coming down against Biden right now that they want, they want the public to be distracted again, or is the Brunson case about to break and they want to distract the people? Are they going to do something to Trump to try to take the attention away from something that's happening? I, I mean, I don't know. Well, it, here's the, uh, the Democrat dilemma and it is Biden and Kamala. Kamala, They've been trying to keep off off camera because they've been trying to build her image and it's not working because they got to dump Biden. But that they can't do because what do they got? They got nothing. They got a nothing cake. Well, what is going on, uh, and I hope that they follow through right now in the Congress, they're talking about two very important things. Number one, they're going to take away the, the, uh, the impeachments of Trump. That's number one. That's a big deal. You know, and there's even talk of taking away the January 6th thing because that was all bogus stuff. It was one-sided, and, uh, you know, that would be interesting. But Ted Cruz is heading up, and somebody else had thrown it out before, yeah. and now they're going, let's just impeach Biden. Let's get it done. Let's impeach him. Jim Jordan. Yeah. They, Jim Jordan was asked about it, and he said, uh, it, someone said, is impeachment on the table? And his, his response was, absolutely. Yeah, we, well, apparently it, now they're they're getting ready to go forward. So the Democrats don't want that because they've got to do something. So they're really pushing hard on uh, all that secret audio tape. You know? Yeah, where, let, let, let's explain that. Know, I, I have it right here. Yeah, okay. I have it right here. Over the overnight, right? Of course, it didn't happen in, yeah. the, in the brightness of um, the daytime. No, overnight, someone, some... Some despicable swine handed an audio tape over to CNN. Of course, a reliable source, you know. And yeah. CNN took that tape yeah. and disseminated it through to all of its like-minded cable networks, including Fox, because they're now playing from the same sheet music. And um, and in that tape, supposedly, Trump is talking to somebody, I guess they were writing a book or something, and they are trying to get information on, on Iran. Uh, Mark Milley, who's the Joint Chief of Staff, he's, he's been saying uh, uh, Trump wanted to go to war, and I had to talk him out of it. He wanted to bring 20,000 soldiers to war with Iran, and it was me, Mark Milley, that stopped him. When in reality, Trump says, that's nonsense. Milley wanted to go to war, and I had to stop him. So here's the tape in question. This is the audio tape. It's a minute and 59 seconds. A right. a I'll President explain Trump. this tape afterwards, and you will help. Listen listen here. Bad, sick people. That, but, that was your coup, you know, against you. That's well, it started right at the Like beginning. when Millie's talking about, oh, you were going to try to do a coup. No, they, they were trying right. to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right. Trying to overthrow your life. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll, I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. All sorts of stuff. It's pages long. Look. Wait a minute. Let's see here. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Mm-hmm. Except it is like highly confidential, yeah. <laughs> secret. There's a secret information. Look, look at this. You attack. And Hillary would print that out all the time. You know. <laughs> send it, email. No, she'd send it to yeah. Anthony Weiner. Yeah. Yeah. The pervert. Um, by the way, isn't that incredible? Yeah. I was just saying, because we were talking about it. <laughs> and he, he said, he wanted to attack Iran and what? This was done by the military, given to me. Uh, I think we can probably. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to figure out. A, a, yeah. See, as president, I could have declassified. Yeah. But now I can't. You know, but this is. Yeah, now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so yeah. cool. I mean, it's so. I'm look. We here and I have. And you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. No, I believe It's you. incredible, right? No, they, hey, bring some, uh, bring some cokes in, please. Okay, understand something. He said, uh, I, here's what he said. It's classified, but I was present. I could declassify it. Now I can't. What he said to me, what I inferred from that is that what you're seeing here is a document that I declassified. I could declassify this. I can't do it now, but what they're trying to say it's an admission of guilt. I'm going to throw something a little bit different at you, a thought, because as I listened to it, you know, I heard him shuffling the paper. All this stuff. He said all this stuff. All right. It didn't refer to top secret papers. He said all this stuff talking about Millie. All right. And he's doing that. And it was almost like he was uh, satirizing, you know, the, the news stories and the, the, the papers that he's got there that, you know, this guy, this general has caused and done the top secret stuff that he could declassify. He'd never once inferred that he had the document right there. Right. And they were laughing. And even the reporter sat there and said, Oh yeah, Hillary and all that, you know, that was a, that was a conversation they kind of had some inside joking going on, but he made his point that of what he was trying to say. So, okay, I would I would put it to Democrats this way. No, that's not what he was doing. Show the damn documents. You have the power of subpoena. That seems to be what you guys like to do. Where are they? You don't have them because he doesn't have them. And, you know, but, okay, the joking around, you go, well, yo, we don't do that. Biden to Indian prime minister and tech giant CEOs at White House, I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things, he quote said unquote, Joe Biden. Yes. All right. That's not tit for tat. That is a fact. I saw him say it. He was at the, the state dinner at the head table, and he literally said what you just said. Yeah. Now, I, a buddy of mine posted that story about uh, Trump and goes, you know, game over. Well, Bill, game over. Wait there a second. Go. Wait a second. Uh, I have a response <laughs> from Trump, okay? He was talking last week. This is not – this story about the tape, uh, it, it's been around for a little bit because they released the tape yesterday, but the news of the tape 
has existed for a while, and Brett Baer asked Trump about it. And here's what Trump said. I don't want to dwell on it, but according to the indictment, you were here at Bedminster on July 21st, 2021, after you're no longer president, and you were recorded saying that you had a document detailing a plan of attack on another country that was prepared by the U.S. military for you when you were president, the Iran attack plan. You remember that? Ready? You were recording. It wasn't a document. Okay. I had lots of paper. I had copies of newspaper articles. I had copies of magazines. I know. This is specifically a quote. You're quoted on the recording saying the document was secret, adding that you could have declassified it while you were president, but quote, now I can't. You know this is still secret, highly confidential. And the indictment cites the recording and the testimony from people in the room saying you showed it to people there that day. So you say on this, on tape. It says just the opposite. That you can't declassify. So why have it? What I said, what I said that I couldn't declassify it now, that's because I wasn't president. I I never made any bones about that. When I'm not president, I can't declassify it. That's what you said. You didn't declassify it. I said, no, no. I said I couldn't declassify it. But that wasn't a document. Brett, there was no document. That was a massive amount of papers and everything else talking about Iran and other things. And it may have been held up or may not, but that was not a document. I didn't have a document per se. There was nothing to declassify. These were newspaper stories, magazine stories, and articles. I'm just saying what the indictment says. Well, they, the recording people, and the look, people in the room who these testified. These people are very dishonest people. They're thugs. They're thugs. If you look at what they've done to other people, what they've done to, and overturned in the U.S. Supreme Court, these are thugs. These the are suggestion was people. that you wanted this as evidence that the military, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Milley, had preemptively sent you plans for a possible attack on Iran and that you didn't order that to happen. That's the suggestion. I never ordered it to happen, no. But no. that's why you wanted the document. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a document from Milley. Milley, frankly, was incompetent. The last one I'd want to attack with as my leader would be Milley. That I can tell you. All right, last thing on this. I got to tell you, Brett Baer is not a friend of the right, okay? No, he's he's a company man. He will do whatever the people, the higher ups at Fox tell him to do. If they say, we want you to attack Trump incessantly, just keep going after him, he'll do it, even if he hasn't got the facts in front of him. Here's the real problem with this whole thing. I I think we're on the right page when we say that. There's no proof that he had documents. It's audio, folks. They even are saying, we want to see the actual audio tape because it sounds like you actually raise the volume when you hear the paper being shuffled. You know, when you hear this, it's like they raised the volume to give it more of an effect. The problem well, it sounds like they ran it through compression, which takes the audio and squashes it loud. But here's the thing. They didn't have Jack Smith didn't have the right to release this audio to the media. The special counsel's office had to had to give this tape to the press, and that by itself is grounds for dismissal of the entire case. They were That's under right. a court order that said you cannot. The judge said to both sides, I don't want any information about this case released. I don't want any documents or any evidence released to the press. And Jack Smith violated that by giving this tape to CNN. And that by itself should be enough for right this very day. Trump's lawyers should be in that courtroom saying, Your Honor, this is cause for dismissal. The case should be thrown out today. It's prosecutorial misconduct. As a matter of fact, Smith should be uh, 
um, charges should be brought against him for doing what he did. Well, um, there's a jury involved in a trial, right? They're picking so the jury today, that? I think. Yeah, so this is jury tampering, too. Um, I'm sorry, but uh, th- there would be questions. If yeah. I were an attorney interviewing everyone, have you heard anything about this case? Well, yeah, what I heard in the news. Get out of here next, because that means that you have been tainted. Yes. You, uh, you do not want that person on trial because they have been manipulated and there's nowhere you can take this trial no. uh, and, and get a fair election because, and that's what the Democrats are doing. They're going, they're going to win it because every little sycophant out there, or whatever, you, you know, the little right. suck-ups out there, Democratic, are out there taking that and posting it. Even that uh, Jane Carroll, what's-her-face? Oh, yeah, uh, right. Uh, she put it on her website. What the hell does that have to do with her and her her? Her previous case, which was BS anyway, and now there's new proof that, uh, again, showing that she's a whack but job. What, my question is, what is coming out right now? What do they What do they want us not to see? Uh, I think something's going to hit the fan in the next day or two that they don't want you to pay attention to. I'm just saying, uh, is it the Brunson case? Is, is something else out there? Uh, is some more info about the Hunter Biden going to come down that's going to put Joe Biden in a really bad light? He mean Biden, I don't know if you wear this or not, uh, Joe Biden lawyered up. He's got a mm-hmm. lawyer now to protect him because things are starting to get a, get a, a little sticky for Joe, if you know what I mean. Uh, oh, they're going to be a lot sticky, but yeah, there's there's all kinds of crazy things going on in, uh, in the Biden household. Uh, but there's stuff going on with uh, the child trafficking too. That that's about to heat up, uh, from what wow. I understand. Wow, there uh, is so, so much. So much is happening, Bill. You know, it's it's a darn shame that the left doesn't care about our image to the world. When you think about what they've allowed us to go through as a country, we, we've become the laughing stock of the world. Mm. There are people out there who used to respect us who can't believe we're even the same country anymore, you know? I mean, they're talking about get, getting rid of the dollar as the, the, the money for the world, right, the, the basis of all the economies of the world, because it's the U.S. dollar, and, you know, the U.S. is not reliable. They, they don't back their friends anymore. They don't, uh, they don't uphold their own laws, you know? Right. I mean, everything has changed around the world. You know, at least when we had Trump as president around the world, there was— uh, some respect for the office and respect for uh, the country as a whole. But I think, you know, we're the laughing stock. We got this guy, uh, you know, slipping up the stairs, going on to Air Force One. We got him making incoherent statements that just absolutely make no sense at all. And, you know, it's not just seen by the people in the United States. It's seen by people around the world. People who can speak English anywhere on this planet can see these ridiculous tapes uh, of our leader making us all look like we're fools, you know? Uh, But anyway, I think it's going to be something, an interesting week, and it may start today. Who knows? But they did scrub everything Brunson from the web. Do a search about the Brunson case right now. You know, if the, the case fact- if the case was found out to be, you know, uh, not guilty or not not worth being evaluated, 
It'd be there, all over the place. There would still be stories, remnant stories from six months ago on the web about the Brunson case. I mean, there would still be old news stories that you could you could drench up because it was news. But everything Brunson has been scrubbed. Yeah, and if the if, if let's say that, like you said, uh, there was a it was a nothing cake that maybe uh, the story they mm-hmm. they've tried to push it forward and it was found to be bogus. There wouldn't be a scrubbing, and it's, you know that should tell you that, you know. When a news story goes away like that, how they can manipulate everything on the web, that should tell you something. But they would be there saying, see, the right trying to push the uh, the Brunson case again and that conspiracy theory, and it has finally, for once and all, been debunked. And maybe that'll happen. I don't know. But right now, what are they hiding? Yep. Um, it's an interesting time to be in this country right now. Y- you know, <clears throat> Trump is not well, a stupid. I wouldn't say that, but Okay. Well, Trump is not a stupid guy. No. And I keep looking at him and, and I keep thinking, if I know that he can't be elected to the presidency if nothing is fixed, he's got to know this too. I mean, he's got to have people, advisors who have sat down and said, Mr. President, if we don't fix the system before the next election, we're going to get the same result. You know what Albert Einstein said? You know, um, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And mm-hmm. I don't think that uh, I don't think that Trump is insane. Far from it. So I got to think that he's something else is going on that we just don't see. And it wouldn't surprise me that we wouldn't see it. We're not supposed to see it right now because otherwise the element of surprise is gone. You know, one of the things you have to admit about Trump as a great businessman, is he knew how to work a deal. He knew how to make the move at the right time and to keep things quiet when he had to keep things quiet. I mean, you see him speak at all these speeches, and you say, well, he doesn't seem to be giving anything away, really. But would he? As a great businessman, would he go out and give the game away just for a momentary you know, uh, uptick in in uh, popularity or something like that, you know? I think if there was a long-term plan and he knew about it, he would have the ability to keep it quiet no matter what. Maybe, right. I'm, maybe I'm wrong. But, uh, you know, Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland was uh, defending the Justice Department. He's amazing. This guy was once considered for a uh, Supreme Court justiceship, and it was denied, thank goodness. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we'd have it would have this guy to deal with... Uh, for forever. But this is Merrick Garling defending the Justice Department. I certainly uh, understand that that some have chosen to attack the integrity of the Justice Department as components and its employees by claiming that we do not treat like cases alike. Uh, This constitutes an attack on an institution that is essential to American democracy and essential to the safety of the American people. Nothing could be further from the truth. Oh man, he doth protest too much, you know. He is mm-hmm. he is amazing. Uh if anything, he has ruined the reputation of the Justice Department single-handedly over the last 2 years. This guy. And he's allowed the FBI, which was once a highly respected uh law enforcement organization to, to have its reputation truly damaged. 
Some people are saying it has to be etch-a-sketched and, you know, re-implemented because right. as it stands right now, it just can't be fixed. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, um, Claudia Tenney is a representative. She was talking about uh, Joe and Hunter, and she had some thoughts. Listen to this. The Democrats right. during our, our meeting on this, when we had the executive session, talked about, I thought you Republicans cared about backing the blue. How can you attack the FBI and how wonderful they are? These are the same people that went attack uh, parents who were showing up at school board meetings and called them uh, people that were terrorists, basically. So, uh, look, the FBI is dirty. These are dirty cops. This is what happened during this investigation, that a part Department of Justice engaged basically in, in obstructing justice, in preventing this story from coming out. They interfered to make sure that these, these IRS agents, who, by the way, were investigating a pornography ring, somehow end up with Hunter Biden's story. This is a really important part of the mix, too. So, I mean, look, we can all focus on Hunter Biden, but the real story here is Joe Biden and how Hunter Biden was the proxy for Joe and the family. And this started, as, as uh, Peter Schweitzer pointed out, back when Joe Biden was vice president. He was peddling his influence, using his son. Remember, you've talked about this, Maria, traveling on Air Force Two, meeting with the Chinese. Now the Chinese have data. They have a phone that was issued to him by the Chinese Communist Party. All this stuff is happening. And, and this is while he's the vice president of the United States. So while he's vice president, we're seeing influence peddling. We're seeing, uh, you know, violation of ethics laws, violation of campaign finance. Then he becomes a private citizen, but they're still trying to get this money, you know, from Hunter Biden to Joe. Uh, and this is how the relationship started and continues. So while he's a private citizen, this becomes money laundering, tax evasion, and all those things that these IRS agents really stumbled upon, these whistleblowers that we heard from. That's what's really going on here. And as the Democrats try to say, how can you, you know, attack the venerable institution of the FBI and the DOJ? And how can you say that now Joe's a private citizen? Listen, this is a uh, you know activity that's been going on for years that started using his position to uh, protect himself and also using his position, uh, Joe Biden, to enrich himself and his family. You don't live for 50 years on the pay that uh, members of Congress and Senate and even the vice president make and live in multi-million dollar mansions in, in beautiful, uh, exquisite areas like Rehoboth Beach and also Wilmington, Delaware. So, I mean, yeah. these are things that that just raise eyebrows. And we know there's something there, but the DOJ slow walked this as the evidence proved. They tried to prevent uh, searching, for example, a storage facility in Virginia, looking at what was uh, at Joe Biden's house. You know, agents were concerned because Merrick Garland was, was putting the pressure on him. No, we can't go there. We can't investigate yeah. the big guy. We can't talk about the father. All this is yeah. really important in getting to the corruption here. All we need to prove is that Joe Biden was in the room and he's part of this. And we have other evidence showing that Joe Biden was in the room from various yeah. witnesses who were involved in the Biden schemes. Joe was there for to, to show that Hunter had the connections. But 
But again, I, I think a lot of that is distraction. I think that Joe Biden used Hunter Biden, a flawed person with a lot of problems. He used him to, in order to get this, uh, you know, an easy shill that he could use his own son, which is horrible in, in many ways, yeah. a tragic situation with his drug abuse. But now you see the Democrats saying, oh, this poor son, he's he's got drug problems. That's why we're going to give him a lesser sentence. Those are not, this is really, again, I can't emphasize enough, it's about Joe Biden. And so yeah. that WhatsApp message, we found evidence showing that Joe Biden and the whole family were, were all in Wilmington on the night of the phone call, that WhatsApp message, when it happened, that was July 30th, 2017. Yeah. And yes, Joe Biden was a private citizen, but this is a continuation of the tax evasion, the money laundering, and what was going on to get that money uh, through Hunter to Joe Biden and his family. I can't tell you how many times I've said over the course of uh, our program, you know, how does a guy who makes $200,000 a year end up buying uh, all these different homes that are worth millions and millions of dollars in Delaware and uh, in Virginia, uh, Maryland? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you can't pay for it if you only make 200000 a year. And I'm being generous with that figure. I mean, most of his career, right. he probably made one hundred and fifty. Um it, it it just it's mind boggling, and to have Hunter threaten the Chinese the way he did, like you know, either you you get this to us uh, by tonight, or or you're going to be in some trouble essentially, and mm-hmm. that takes a lot of cojones, you know. And they did it; yeah. they paid yeah. him the money. Um, yeah, they did, and I mean, there's so much proof there on it, you know. But the, you talk about the sweetheart deal, and and everybody's noticed that, even a, a former Biden donor who uh, did time. That wore the uh, FBI wire in uh, campaign finance probe, Biden. Well, he said, "Hey, you know what's going on? You know this uh, this father son love yeah ordeal that the news is blowing up." So, oh, yeah. they're trying to make it sound like he just loved his son and was trying to take care and of him. His fatherly love. Yeah. In the meantime, he had his son act as a bagman. Essentially, he was going mm-hmm. over and doing all these nefarious deals with the communists. You know, Joe couldn't do it personally, so. Send Hunter along, you know, and he'll he'll take care of it. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Hunter becomes addicted to all this different. You know, what we don't know is how Hunter became addicted. Well, I was just going to say that. Yeah. You know, uh, at what point did Hunter become uh, a crack addict? Yeah. Addict and and into that was it under Joe's watch and his command to sit yeah. there and do that? That means that Joe has a well fatherly love my ass that means he's guilty of it That's he's right. almost like a he's uh he's an enabler of yes. um this guy uh, having an a, an addiction what if he became addicted because he was going and paying visits to all these uh, quote uh, rich uh, and influential people who had their own problems and in order to look like uh, he was one of the guys uh, he just went along i'm just saying at some point he had to be introduced to this stuff and it could have been uh, during this you, uh, period of time. But we yeah. got to be careful. I mean, if, if if Hunter is the victim of his own dad, yeah, uh, which you know that's what I've always thought. And you know what else is uh, uh, Biden involved in? Because it's not just uh, maybe those Chinese, you know, uh, people that they were dealing with that could have had drug problems. Maybe he's got uh, things going on with the cartel. Look at uh, what's going on with the border now and all the fentanyl. Oh, yeah. And, uh, drugs coming across. I mean, what is Joe into entirely? Hey, before I forget, speaking of the border, that movie Sound of Freedom starring Jim mm-hmm. Caviezel is coming out on the 4th of July. 
And uh, I just read where it's uh, sold out in a lot of theaters already. Mm -hmm. uh, it's getting a massive response. So if you haven't got your tickets and you want to go, you might want to check on availability because it's uh, it's difficult. You know, um, Volodymyr Zelensky, that, uh, the, what do they call it, the Churchill of the Ukraine? You know, oh, yes. yeah, the yeah, the yeah. Uh, the leader of the freedom movement in uh, in the Ukraine, uh, he told the BBC he will cancel elections next year in the Ukraine if the country is still at war. That's right. Oh, of course, he'll cancel the elections. I mean, it's the diplomatic and democratic thing to do. I mean, after all, it means he'll be dictator for a longer period of time, and he, I guess he can just arbitrarily cancel the elections. So that. Well, you know, think about it now. Isn't that the War Powers Act here? So if we're at a war, the president and oh, the yeah. governing body can stay in. So what's to say, you know, we have an election coming up and uh, just maybe uh, we might get into a conflict. Well, we can't do an election. That's true. No. If there's some kind of a conflict in this country, let's say hypothetically they stage, and and who would ever stage something? We know in this country Never nothing here. would be staged. No, no, no. no, no. no. But let's say they stage some kind of a, uh, an uprising somewhere, and uh, the leaders said, uh, well, uh, we're in an unstable time, so we're going to uh, postpone the elections for a year or two while we take some time to stabilize things. Well, what, what happens then? You know, anyway. Um, Everything I, goes to hell in a handbasket. That's right, quickly. Um, interesting uh, story from uh, Canada. Up in Toronto, you know, not to be outdone, they had a gay pride parade, too, over the weekend. And, yes, oh, really? they, too, had the pr the prancing nude middle-aged guys uh, going down, flaunting their, flaunting their junk in the faces of uh, juveniles and uh, getting a big thrill out of it. I don't understand how this can be considered, quote, gay. I'm just saying. As a matter of fact, there are a number of gays legitimate gays, normal gays, and I, tru I truly believe that's a... Look, at they're just people who have a, a proclivity to a certain sexual lifestyle, but they are private and they believe in decency and they don't... I was watching on Newsmax, uh, there were two gentlemen who were gay who represented a, a groups of, you know, of, of gay, gay men and gay people, and they said, look at this is not us. This is not what we do. We don't. Somewhere along the line, we have been hijacked. They have gone mm -hmm. and they've taken what we think is was necessary uh, to introduce, you know, uh, our grievances to the world. And and another element is taking control. And you know how you can tell it when you look at the LGBTQIN plus minus whatever that whole community. It used to be called. The LGB community. I'm talking two years ago, three years ago. They keep adding the different letters to the mm. list, and then they put that all-encompassing in plus sign at the end, which means if you happen to be somebody who's in love with a fire hydrant, you too can have a grievance. You know, it's kind of like a professional college student. You know, they never come out of college, but what they do is they keep adding initials behind their name. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what they're doing to the LGBTQHDTV, whatever the hell they are, uh, community. Yes. I like the HDTV. That's good. Uh, um, Hi, I'm an HDTV. Yes. Also, uh, that, that uh, parade up in uh, 
in Toronto, one of the sponsors, and they even had a float up there. I mean, they had a float with banners and a truck and everything was painted. That wonderful American beer company, Bud Light. You yeah, but, th- you know, that is their logo. I understand they actually did sponsor that. I'm looking yes. at it right now. Yes. they and were it was spon- a Bud Light truck. Yes, it was a Bud Light truck. They were up there celebrating the uh, the gay pride experience. and Well, there you go. I mean, Bud has made a decision. That yes. They are now the beer, and that's fine. Somebody if said, they want to be the beer of the woke, the beer of H, uh, you know what I'm talking about. For all you do, this Bud's for you. You know, that that actually sounds perverse. You know, what's the line after that? Bend over? Jesus. But I, you know, the, uh, the people at Budweiser have decided, okay, on one side, we have 200 million customers out here who love Bud Light. Okay, that's our customer base. And on the other side, we have a handful, literally, based upon the size of our society, a handful of... Of these people who are into the LGBTQ plus minus subtract, you know, whatever. Carry the one. Yes. Carry the two. Those people are minuscule. The other side is massive. But what is Bud doing? They're turning all of their attention to the minuscule and ignoring the wants and needs of the masses. Well, there's there's a Bill Clinton theory to that. You know, if you can control the 20%, why go for a portion of the 80% when you have 100% of that 20%? And that's what they're doing. And I'm not saying that community is 20%. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's not 50 or 100 like they'd like to lead you to believe. But it will be when they indoctrinate children. We're coming for your children. We're going they to were singing that. They were singing that in, the, uh, in Central Park uh, during the New York Pride Parade. They were you saying, can brainwash anybody. Yeah, we're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children. <laughs> you got to love these people. It's like, I mean, how to alienate a mass of population, right? You threaten somebody's children. We're coming for your children. Um, and by the way, would someone please tell these naked men who are prancing around the streets of Toronto and uh, Seattle? Nobody wants to see it. Yeah, uh, please at least go to a gymnasium. I mean, look it. I'm not Adonis. I'm not Adonis. I'm an old guy. I got a gut, you know. But you won't see me prancing around any street anywhere. Even in my even in my bathing suit these days, I won't be doing that. Okay, I'm just saying. I know my place, and it's not out in. But these guys don't know their place. These guys, they've got a, as my dad used to say, an appending avalanche of lard. <laughs> they yeah, had, I know what that is. Yeah, they had they had rolls upon rolls, and they're out there dancing naked, and they think there's something to see. You know, oh, and, there's nothing to see. I've gotten out of the shower, and the last thing I'm going to do is dance in front of the oh, mirror. I'm I sorry. Take, but- I've removed the mirror. But I have to tell you, have you also noticed the drag queens that are up on the stage in front of the kids like a story hour? So many of them are obese, and they they look like 10 pounds in a 5-pound bag. and um, But they put the hideous distorted, almost evil makeup on it. Their faces look nightmarish, and and they're trying to to entertain the kids. I saw this uh, just yesterday. I thought, this guy's talking to a little girl. She's looking at him 
with in bewilderment, and I, I'm thinking this little girl's going to have nightmares because this guy looks nuts. He looks evil, and he's talking right into her face, and they they're trying to say this is good. This is this is really sick. We are a sick society right now. No. <laughs> Definitely sick. And really? you, know, you mentioned the one thing, you know, you're talking about them talking to kids. You know, they are getting into schools. They're being allowed into schools because now they want to say this is a part of normal culture and society. There is nothing normal about it. Right. And uh, I don't even know what to say. You know, I mean, you, you can you can say and bark all you want to, but uh, uh, if you don't get it, you don't get it. But I, I do believe that there is a bigger non-woke population out there. We've been silent. Uh, they don't talk about That's us true. in the news. And I think it's growing. I mentioned earlier, you know, that uh, uh, I was talking about the Latino community. And, uh, you know, I got client stations I do stuff for. And, you know, I got a call yesterday, and uh, I was talking to a fellow named Danny Palacios, who heads that up in, in Bakersfield, where I have uh, one of my stations. And, uh, the AMFM are conservative talk, so that's my, you know, introduction to doing mm -hmm. voice stuff. But you know, we got to redo everything because they've taken the AM and they said we are going to do something different now. In California, I grew up there. You know, uh, the Hispanic culture is very, um, they're very conservative. They have the same conservative values you and I do. They're very God-fearing. Sundays, it's meant for church and family. Uh, and they're business owners. They're very wholesome. And they don't like what's going on. Hence, that station does very well. And now they're taking the AM, AM which I think is great. And they're going conservative Latino. But they said, well, we don't really have a, a template. Turns out there's one in Miami. And there's a big groundswell there where... Trump is referred to, what is it, The uh, in Miami they call Trump, uh, he is the Latin-style victim. Oh, and yeah. so what I'm saying is the Democrats have always counted on blacks and Hispanics. They can't now, for like the station out in California, the, the KNZR, the AM, the FM, and the, F, uh, the FM does the English, the AM is now Hispanic. Uh, and, you know, great crew there and down in uh, Miami, again. You know, great cast of fellows down there. You can look them up. I think it's, um, oh, I forget what it is. Uh, but that, if you look at, uh, I think it's 1260 down in Miami, the radio station. It doesn't surprise but, me that the Latino uh, population is conservative. I mean, most of them come from, uh, their ancestors at least, come from um, countries that were ruled by dictators that were brutal mm -hmm. and they were repressive. So they have a firsthand knowledge of the evil of the left. And that's why when they come here and they see certain things happening in our country. They don't like it. They don't like it. You're exactly you right. Know, and yep. back in 2020, we were talking, you know, a population, you know, of about, well, well over 61 million. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. That's grown. Now you wonder about what's going on with the border. And yeah, sure, there's, there, there's uh, Latinos, Hispanics coming across, but... I think the Democrats are well aware of what I'm talking about there. They can't count on the, the, you know, in Texas and California and Miami and New York, the population of the Latinos anymore. So they're trying to import anything they can to muddy the waters mm -hmm. and blur the picture. And that gets back to the steel. 
They'll say, well, we were carried by the Latinos, especially all the new voters who came across the border. Do they know that they're going to be Democrats and vote Democrat? You know, what yeah. do they know? Or are they going to use that as part of their lie and then they'll infiltrate us too with, you know, the cartel and drugs and hoodlums and, and uh, who knows what is coming across the border illegally? We were talking about classified documents. Yeah. I don't know whether you saw this. Former FBI operative Kendra Kingsbury of Garden City, Kansas, was sentenced to 16, no, I'm sorry, sentenced to 46 months in prison last week for holding classified documents at her residence. Now, Joe Biden gets a pass. Hillary gets a pass. Pence gets a pass. Trump, not so much. Uh, they're still working on that. That's a work in progress. They would prefer not to give him a pass, but that's purely for political purposes. But here's somebody who goes to jail for 46 months, you know? And I'm thinking, should is that fair? Should people like, like Pence and Obama, they say Obama's got a whole... Ca- cache of classified documents in his house on jump drives right now today he has them okay and nobody's saying a word because well that's obama you know things are different for obama here's a a a lady who has an experience as an fbi operative and she had classified documents at her house they put her in jail for 46 months 46 months now, is that fair in our in our country? Are we supposed to have a legal system that uh, that punishes the poor, more common man uh, more heavily than the elites and the sophisticates and the Illuminati? <laughs> I don't want to use that term. The, the upper echelon of our society should they get off? I mean, look at Sam Bankman-Fried, right? This guy mm-hmm. stole billions upon billions of dollars. Nobody's talking about Sam Bankman Freed anymore because it's uh, they're probably working on the deal right now to get him off so he can uh, walk away. He'll probably still end up with a few million in the bank. You know, they, they won't have to pay out to anybody because he needs the money. He has a lifestyle. I mean, we, we are one after another. We're seeing differences in the way that the law is being interpreted, and it's just not fair. We don't live in a fair society right now. I mean, if if the president were to do something illegal, and if I were to do the exact same thing, we should get the exact same punishment. It shouldn't be different. But they're not working it that way right now. Well, Trump could have had a much better life had he he just leaned left and went woke. Oh, sure. He'd probably still be president, and he would be worth a hundred times what uh he was worth going into the office but oh yeah uh they even now, there's, he, there's a there's a train of thought there's uh people right now who say if he were to announce today that he's withdrawing from the race odds are uh they probably would drop the charges and everything would just go away they they probably have even approached him on on something like that you know look at uh, donald if he just uh, get out of the down down race we'll uh We'll drop everything, and uh, you'll have a good life again. You know, no more pressure. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you know, Fox is uh, ignoring him and his campaign. 
And apparently, you know, they've got uh, they're going to do some of the coverage of the the debate, the news, oh, Fox, yeah. de- uh, the Fox <laughs> News debate. And Trump is saying, nah, it doesn't work that way. You know, you don't want to talk about my campaign. Yeah, I don't have to do your debate. Nothing says I do. Oof. And and so he's doing that. And you look at DeSantis's numbers are not growing. Trump's numbers are growing. Um, what's his putts from New Jersey? Uh, uh, Christie. Christy, yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, he's not going anywhere but to the donut shop. That's where his <laughs> election's going. Yes. So there, there's a problem. He's a nasty and, guy. He he really truly is a nasty guy. He hasn't he doesn't bring anything to the table about here's what I would do to fix everything. This is going to help our country, and and we're all going to be better off if I implement this this uh, this uh, what do you call it this plan. But no 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 no. He just his whole thing is to criticize and denigrate President Trump. That's all mm-hmm. he does. It's like he's a one-note samba, and he's boring his sin, and and he's in there just to stir the pot. So I don't blame Trump. If I were Trump, and Trump has said this, I've seen him on interviews say, look at, uh, I have 50, 51% of the vote. I'm, I'm, you know, oh, he said, I'm leading some of the candidates, candidates by over 50 points. Why should I get on a stage and allow somebody like Asa Hutchinson, who has one percent or or less of the of the vote behind him, why should I allow him equal status and to attack me? Because that's all they're going to do. He says everybody on the stage is going to attack me. So why should I go out there and do that? Plus, he was also indicating that why should I give the ratings bump to Fox? Mm-hmm. I happen to think. He's absolutely right. He can get his message across and on any number of venues, and it doesn't have to be at a debate. Heck, he can go out at the same night when the debate is on and do a rally somewhere, and uh, Newsmax will cover it and probably get a higher audience. Yeah, true. You know? Uh, it's amazing, Bill. We live in uh, <laughs> interesting times, as they would say. Um so be on the lookout for a lot of things. Uh, we have, uh, you know, of course, the war in the Ukraine is still going on, but uh, the coverage of that vacillates back and forth. You know, well, I mean, right. over the weekend, we heard about uh, uh, Pergosian going with the uh, Wagner Group 125 miles uh, away from Moscow. He stops and turns them around and walks them back. I think some of that was staged myself. I, looking back, in retrospect, I think there's more to that story that meets the eye, you know. Well, when, apparently, uh, apparently now you know you've got a lot of uh, you got a lot of upheaval with the citizens there. So uh, I don't know. You know, the the Russian story is about to ignite, hmm. uh, but the way it goes, I don't know. Uh, is Putin weaker or is he stronger or is it just you know I don't I don't know. And we know about uh, the Chinese and Taiwan. That's uh, volatile and on the verge. Yeah. And I don't know whether you're aware of this or not. North Korea issued a stark warning to the Biden regime accusing uh, that U.S. bellicose moves, that's in quote, bellicose moves, end quote, have escalated military tensions on the Korean peninsula, nudging the region towards the, quote, brink of nuclear war. Every one of the uh, troublemakers out there is starting to throw the word nuclear around like it's no big deal. It's just a word. You, now you got to Kim Jong Il uh, talking about going to war, nuclear war with South Korea. 
we're talking right. about uh, nuclear weapons being used in the Ukraine. They're going to test a nuclear torpedo at any moment, they say. And uh, they're throwing that nuclear war around. And President Trump has said, we've never been closer to nuclear war than we are right now, thanks to these inept bad people in our government who are, who are allowing it to happen. Yeah, with all the talk about nuclear war, and there was probably less talk about uh, about it when uh, back when we used to be down to uh, DEFCOM, whatever the highest yeah. one, one or whatever yeah. it is. We're we're at a three now. Yeah, and I'm like going, no, 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 no. We're 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 a quarter to midnight, uh, maybe even closer. So it, it's not good. Uh, no, it isn't. But who the hell knows? Uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, in the news. Do you know that? Yeah, I heard about the, him and airplanes. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, he's got a problem with taking personal jets, so they want to pass a resolution. You know, there's a there's a bill out there that says, Pete, sorry, buddy, but you're going to have to just take regular commercial airline. You can't fly the private jets because, you know, it doesn't look good for your side, I guess. I hey, well, he flies anywhere he wants. You know, he takes the private jets on his vacations. Yeah. They, they want If he wants to go vacation in uh, the Mediterranean, he'll take a private jet to France. You know? So does that make him a privileged, privileged person? Of course it does. You know, yeah. it took it took explosives to get him to go to uh, East Palestine, Ohio, when they had the. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of East Palestine, uh, here we go. Yeah, yep, yep. You know, have you heard about this? It's the anniversary. No. Five months. Five yeah. months was uh, yesterday, I believe. And uh, what they have said, some of the people who live there, is that the water is still polluted, desperately mm -hmm. polluted. People are still getting sick. One guy had uh, a came up with a, a lump in his chest and was diagnosed with a rare form of breast cancer on this guy. Uh, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they are ignoring the fact that the poison is still on the ground. But in the meantime, Norfolk Southern has given the town money to build a new park and a new amphitheater. Isn't that nice? I mean, yeah. they're not cleaning up the, uh, the, the, the well, pollution. Well, let me ask you a question. How much does a new amphitheater and a new park cost them? Yeah. Versus cleaning up all the pollution and taking care of all the medical woes cast upon all the people. I think somebody said they were going to put $25 million into uh, the new park, which is going to be a beautiful park probably, but there'll be nobody to use it because they'll all be sick and in the in the community hospital trying to get, yeah, and, get better. And is the ground under the, uh, the park going to be polluted? Oh, well, you know, they're saying right now, one of the people they interviewed on the news yesterday said, I feel sorry for the people in uh, West Virginia right now because the pollution from that river is still going downstream. You can see, he went out with a camera, this uh, resident from East, East Palestine, and he took some video of the water yesterday. And you mm -hmm. still can see the shimmer of the chemical in the water. You know what I'm saying? It still looks polluted. You know, the, the sad, West Virginia is a beautiful state. Yeah, I've been through it, lived there for it's a while. It's almost heaven. Uh, yeah, West Virginia. Um, <laughs> take me home, country road. Oh, but anyway. stop it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you know, they, like the, the seat of the government there in Charleston, uh, they were the chemical valley. Yeah. The Kanawha Valley is the chemical valley. And that's where you had DuPont and... Monsanto and all those big places that made all that stuff. And not too far from there, you know, the mystery of the Mothman and all of that. And, you know, there's a mm -hmm. big bird that's resident there that got into the old military dumps. 
and it had the red eyes because the chemicals made those eyes fluorescent. Mm-hmm. And that really is what the Mothman is. It's a big... Oh, you like, mean it's not like uh, an alien from no, another planet? Oh, come not. on, it's, man. No, it's just a big <laughs> dumb bird that yeah. sits there and stares at you with its red Hey, listen, I saw eyes. the movie with Richard Gere. That was, a, that was a real thing. You can't tell me. Oh, I've been over that bridge. <laughs> I drove it many times, and I even did the Mothman Festival. I'm sitting there going, kind of cool. You know, but uh, I would not want to go back to West Virginia. There is a lot of chemical poisoning there. Uh, what a shame! And- because it truly is. It truly is uh, a slice of beautiful country, West Virginia. Yeah, um, and, almost and, heaven. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I mean, you you start hearing about the pollution, the problems that they've had there. Did you hear, by the way, what happened? Did we talk about this? The Yellowstone River in Montana is it Montana, or oh, I think it's no. Montana. Yellowstone River, uh, beautiful river in in a slice of wilderness out in the middle of nowhere. They had this bridge across the river, and they were. This happened two days ago. Uh, they were bringing chemicals on a train over that bridge, and the bridge and the bridge collapsed, and the the river is now polluted with sulfur and all of this uh, poison, uh, all these chemicals, and nobody's talking about it. By the way. Nobody's saying a, a, a blessed thing in the news. These should be the stories that we're covering. This is a slice of heaven that is being killed right now. And by the way, why is it that this bridge could withstand that that load for so many years without a problem, and all of a sudden it collapses at the moment these tanker cars are rolling across that bridge? I mean, it just... Was was it intentional? Is there something going on that we don't know about in our country? I mean, we still, by the way, this is an update. We still haven't found the sixty thousand dollars, sixty thousand pounds, sixty thousand dollars, sixty thousand pounds of ammonium nitrate. It still has gone oh, yeah. missing. Yes, I was waiting. I thought that's what you were leading to earlier yeah. is the uh, the ammonium yeah. nitrate, but you went to oh wow. I just I, we should have we should have queued up Christie. Yeah, uh, the group Christie, uh-huh. Yellow River. Yellow that would have been great river, for a, Yellow, Yellow River. I think it's enough is enough. Yes. Is on my, okay. I, I think we should end the program. We're That's getting a little flaky. Yeah. me coming out, ladies and gentlemen. It is. Now, people are going, Yellow River, what the hell was that song, Christie? <laughs> it was a good song, actually. <laughs> hey, listen, um, we've done it. Another show in the can. If you want to contact us, you can contact us at 833 538 7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Give it a ring. We'd love to hear from you. You know, leave us a comment, too. We always like to hear that. Uh, And again, uh, you know, you can call or you can uh, drop us a line. And thank you all so very much for doing what you're doing because, really, our audience just keeps growing. And it's, it's really kind of amazing. We don't know how it happens. We have no budget for marketing. We don't have uh, the funding that a lot of the bigger podcasts have, but it just keeps growing, and we appreciate it. We thank you. Unlike my pants, they keep shrinking. I think they are. Anyway. <laughs> my belly keeps growing, too, but that's another story for another time. Hey, listen, we're done. As my yeah. friend Bill Knight would say, Adios, amigos. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. 
you ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>